Episode 22, Things We Got Wrong. Ooh, lucky number. Love it. Mm-hmm. How are you? Oh, man. I'm doing well. You're under the weather. You're not well, actually. I mean, no, I'm, I'm doing not well in that sense, but yeah. I'm, I am doing well in uh, being very excited and ready to talk about what we have to talk about today. Really? Okay. it feels like a much needed update. You know what I mean? Yes. Did you get a lot wrong? So much. Okay. Don't you think we both did? Okay. Well, let me see which episode you mean. Oh, everything. Okay. So episode 47 was vaginas. Yeah. Um, mm, uh, What do you mean by wrong? Well, I mean, I don't think I got things... We didn't get the facts incorrect on that. Mm-hmm. We were just like really annoying pieces of shit. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I think the way it's interesting how I talk about female anatomy when I was in a relationship where I felt like it wasn't being in a way like respected, I guess. Like mm-hmm. I felt disrespectful towards female anatomy in that whole episode did you i yeah, truly i didn't even uh, it didn't occur to me what like, what part i mean just even like how we were talking about the ping pong the, the well that the, part yeah what are they called? let's ping play a shows? clip of that okay. um the ping pong shows from thailand yeah so this clip will be like a i think it's a refresher you saying explaining what they are Ugh. i th- <laughs> That's what this I, show is. I know, but ugh. okay. Um, it is right. Ping pong show just that's one of just one of many tricks they could do. You know, your vagina is a muscle, so you can make it stronger. And these women are able to shoot ping pong balls out of their vagina, and then they'll give like the audience member a, a paddle, and you like hit the ping pong ball. Uh, they're also able to shoot paper darts out of the their vagina and pop balloons that are. No joke, 20 feet across the room. Okay. So that's just part of it. I mean, it went on and on um, in episode 47 of Brain Candy. But are you mad that you went to the ping pong show? You feel like that you shouldn't have done that. It's, uh, there's something about being a therapist that's kind of like knowing how the hot dogs are made. Why? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I just now can't see everything for just the surface level stuff yeah and instead i see just the the big picture and how that's part of a i don't know like it it does it it feels and it feels anti-feminist but then i'm like i I asked you that though I said, like, but like you, I said, did you feel bad about going yeah. as a feminist? And you did say, yeah, but you said you just had to. <laughs> I know. That's a curiosity. The 
like that's I a mean, very human and then, thing. And then there's a part of me that's like impressed that because I do see it. It's like well, okay, well, it's like a skill they've like, they've really <laughs> mastered. But I would like people to have more options. Like if I were to ask those women, would you like to have live turtles in your vagina to a bunch of American tourists who are paying fifty dollars for bright blue drinks? Mm-hmm. You know. Or would you like, I don't know, some other job? Okay. They might, they might choose other job. Right. Is what I'm saying. So it doesn't feel like, and, but who am I to say? There's so I much think, that I learn in listening to these where I'm like, what the fuck do I know? I would this be more comfortable with them if these ladies were like freelance. <laughs> right. The fact that they have pimps, right. That's probably like like part of a bigger, like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like now I know about, you know, human trafficking and, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Okay. But I do have a question just about the ping pong shows because I have not been to one, but I am aware of them and they are very popular. Like it was yesterday. I bet. I'm sure that was like seared into your brain. I, I, I remember how uncomfortable the stool I was sitting on was and how I, the, I realized there was no amount of readjusting that was ever going to make me comfortable in that chair. It was more an internal discomfort. Yeah. It was almost like you <laughs> had a bird inside. in your vagina. Right. <laughs> okay. But I don't understand why it, as far as I know, it really is just like a Thailand or maybe right. East Asia type of thing. Why is it specific to that land? I could not and I, I could not it's answer. It's probably that. illegal everywhere else. It's yeah, so that's I, The I razor don't... blades really was the most disturbing to me. I bet somewhere is an X-rated like freak show. Like if you got people who are swallowing swords, you don't think some people are swallowing I think it must be illegal or something. Why? To do your own body? Mm. If live sex shows are are legal in like Oregon, okay, yeah, maybe there's just not. And a lot you of can do those do like here. those those. I, I always think about always not always. I don't always think about this. <laughs> but when we bring up subjects like this, and I think about what people are legally allowed to do. Mm-hmm. To that, I always think about those suspension. The people who like hang themselves from hooks. Oh I, my God. Good well, point. I, so I if there are those people who are doing that and they're like, you know, yeah, well, it maybe is, this, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just, maybe there's not a big market for it. Other, there's something about, I don't know. Thailand feels like it's this place where. You know, like the r- rules don't apply. I don't know. Everything I know. I s- is going to come it's out lawless. of my mouth sounds crazy. It yeah, really and, is. And, and then when I think about that, it also sounds like this is, a, again, a, a problem. Like there, this is the tip of the iceberg. And there's like a lot Absolutely. underneath that. You know, that yeah. usually. Yeah, that's the, what they're doing out in the open. Right. Like the fact that they're land of, of smiles, like smiling <laughs> to cover up what? Like what? It, like what? Is it a forced smile? Is it like that? Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of scares me when they think about it like that. I mean, I think it it's fair it to say okay. neither of us would go 
to to this now? now? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the good thing is, is I think I'm with somebody now who wouldn't go either. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he may have gone when he was younger, you know? Eli? Yeah. I don't see that for him. Mm. I don't know. A l- I most just... people would go in their 20s because it's just too, gonna, it's crazy. Maybe he'd, I'm sure. I mean, it's just wild and you're there and it just feels like this is what they it do It feels here. very normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, I got a happy ending massage on that Patong Beach. <laughs> Never thought I was going to do that. And that, it's like, I didn't even have a choice. It felt like. <laughs> it just happened. It just happened. Okay. You know? So that felt icky to you. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Um, and then did you feel like you were disrespectful to women in other ways or just the ping pong show? Uh, it just felt like I was almost like flippant in how I talked about vaginas. Like it wasn't respectful of what they are and what they do. And and it almost felt like I, I felt like I was talking about a vagina from a male gaze in a way, like from, Mm. from how a male would talk about it or in that like patriarchal society, like even caring about things like pubic hair, like who gives a fuck? I can't believe how much in almost 10 years, because it's about how long it's been, like maybe eight or so, that how how much my concern for how my vagina looks. You did not decreased. express that, Sarah, in that episode. I feel like you're being too hard oh, on yourself. I, I feel like we were talking about hair. I was talking about how like, like, just like trimming of it and the maintenance of it. And, and I don't think about those things at all now. And even how, like, I, you know, I was with a, like Landon who wanted, had like a a preference. Like Mm. now I wouldn't ever care about, I mean, I love Eli, but he could go fuck himself and what his preference Mm -hmm. of my pubic hair is like it's whatever i want it to be and you are just better be happy that you're there and i wish i had that attitude younger like i could hear it in my voice maybe it's maybe it's me knowing what i was critical of myself about or what Mm -hmm. i felt somebody else was judging me for whether they were or were not Let's play the clip of when you say you have low low vagina or used to have low vagina confidence. (laughs) I call it low vagina confidence. That's kind of what I've always (laughs) called it. Like since I was younger, I'm like vagina confidence. And I've all, I, you know, when I was younger, I had 
very bad vagina confidence. I was low vagina confidence. Wait, why though? Because your the picture of yours looks really nice and well, beautiful. I, but it was it it was the same thing as like the, being on those challenges and like things just get put in my head that this is what you, like it does mine look like that? I've never really compared it to other ones. I've never seen anybody else's. So like, what is the image that they have in their head? Or are they talking about me like that? You know, it's like we, the thoughts, our own thoughts are our own worst enemy. And then, and the same thing with having it shaved or unshaved. Like I used to just like really worry about that. And then the older I got, you know, when my husband and I got back together, I was like on this whole like feminist, like empowerment, empowerment rampage. And I was like, just so you know, I am never waxing it. It is going to be all natural, and you can motherfucking take it or leave it. You want to have sex with it? You want to put a penis in it? You're just going to have to be appreciative that it's ready to accept whatever you're giving it. Like, it, just be happy you're there. Like, you know, don't bite the hand that feeds you or whatever. <laughs> oh, I was saying it, but I wasn't fully believing okay. it. Here's what I think it was. To me, is it, it sounds the same as what you said today. But what I think it was is the shame was around the function of it, like not so much the appearance. I was at that place where I was like, I don't care what, or you, you don't, you have no say in what it looks like and what I'm doing with it. But I was feeling ashamed for how, like my sexual needs, like those Mm -hmm. kind of things that I wanted and how, how it needed to perform. Hmm. Like the fact that it took me a lot longer and it felt like I heard from two different boyfriends, Hmm. not current one, that it's like a Rubik's cube down there, which created this. So you were on the defense. uh, Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That is it. And I could still feel that. And I think it was like just knowing where I was in my relationship and being able to like assert my needs, it is difficult to listen mm-hmm. to like, I do feel bad for you that you aren't with that person, you know, because you have to listen to all these old clips of you talking about him all the time. I would hate that. It's so, it's just, it's really interesting. The things we tell ourselves mm-hmm. to, get by to, to like convince ourselves of yeah. some truth that isn't actually in reality what's going on. Like it's lies. We tell, we feed ourselves lies and we mm-hmm. believe them. Like I, I'm like, yeah, totally. When I'm saying these things, but like not, it's like what I want to say, but not what I'm acting on. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, this is what I, I, I mean, every client, everybody who's ever been in therapy is, has, has felt this, that moment where you're like, I know what I'm supposed to do. I see what I'm supposed to do. Gosh darn it. Why do I keep doing that old thing that I do again? And then yeah. it takes a while before the, they all kind of meet up and you're actually acting in line with your thoughts and wants and needs and blah, 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 blah. And right. I probably am saying this now, still not doing a hundred percent that in those yeah. ways, you know, right. Right. there's right. probably a part of me 10 years from now, that'll be like, Oh man, remember when you were saying this and you still felt like, like, who knows? I, this is not on topic of vaginas, but you, what you were just talking about reminded me last night we, uh, well, yesterday morning, Adam and I had a disagreement and, um, it was over something small, but then uh, 
it got to a point, and this has happened before, where he'll say to me, I'm not engaging that. And like, he'll walk away or end it or whatever. And it infuriates me. And, um, I, I felt like I keep feeling like that's so it's like controlling and, um, like dismissive and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, that's truly what I felt. And then we were talking it through last night and I never had like an actual epiphany breakthrough moment, but I did. And it was so emotional. I was like, crying because all of a sudden, I I don't know why, I realized that the reason that I don't want him to walk away from any disagreements is because like, I know that I can win if we keep talking. Like I can be the victor Yeah, as long as I can keep him, especially, but for most people on the line, it's almost like I was like, you if you, it takes away your, well, and I'm just like, yeah, Hey, don't you, you can't walk away. Like I, I am about to win this thing Disarms and I will you. That's like, the word. Wait, uh, wear him down Yeah, eventually. Cause he's dyslexic and stuff. Believe me, this was not conscious. I'm not, I was right, not right. No, doing that's it your survi- That's your survival strategy that. So if yeah. somebody were to say, I'm not engaging in that. That's like taking away your weapon, taking away your tool that you, yeah. Like how to you me, survive. it felt controlling, yeah. but yeah. And, um, I all of a sudden realized that like, if, if somebody who was bigger than me, uh, if I said, no, 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 I don't want you to do that to me, whatever, physically. And then they continued or, or insisted it, it feels like I was doing that, but with like verbal stuff. Cause that's where I that's can be That's a big dominant. epiphany. <laughs> it was because you know, women yeah. in particular, like I walk around feeling like these assholes have all the power, but I've, I actually have the power in this one department. <laughs> right. And I was kind of being a bully, but not on purpose. Right. Right. Anyway. So now what, wow. now he can just say, I need to pause rather than like, I'm not engaging this because right. that particular phraseology was not working, but yeah. maybe it's like, we need a time yeah. out or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that way he can like gather his thoughts and stuff because he needs a minute. Wow. That's a big, it was, big it was, one. I was like, so I felt so bad, especially because, um, we've been together a very long time when I've been doing this. <laughs> but think about how amazing and, and good that's going to be for your relationship moving forward because that is really like whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship or family members or anything like that the the uh, accountability and the awareness that we have of our own actions and the accountability that we take over our own actions and how like the role that we play in that dynamic is the thing that changes it and makes it better and can raise everybody yeah. up. Like if we yeah. just put the defenses up and dig in, then there's no growth there and it just creates distance and separation. And this is what like, like yeah, I had a therapist I... describe it as like turning a screw, like how it takes a lot of force and pressure and like the further in a screw gets, the stronger and more secure it is, mm-hmm. but the harder it gets to twist. So it's like more difficult to go through those things. But like once you do, Ooh, that's secure. Well, and like I I guess I just thought as long as we're calm, 
because we don't, we're not mm. yellers or anything mm-hmm. like that. We don't say mean things, but I always felt like, Hey, as long as we're calm and just like working through it, then there is no reason to pause this. Right. Right. So I kept being so confused. Like, why is he so upset that he can't continue when I'm not yelling or, but now I get it. Anyway, I just, I was so, I was so happy about that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> about the, anyway, back to ping pong shows. See, look at the stuff uh, we talk about now. We're talking about relationship growth. There's like the, like, I feel like an older version of me would be like, wow, look at them putting all the pieces together and sharing their information in a way that like educates people and, and entertains them, but (laughs) also doesn't. It's not low hanging fruit. It's not low hanging. That was it. And you made such a good point a few, I think it was a few episodes ago, maybe last episode, when you talked about how we were programmed to do that from being on the challenge. Oh my God, that has opened my eyes so much. And I listened to these past episodes with that. Like it's, it's so embarrassing. Oh my. And the fact that I'm on a show, I'm basically doing cliffhangers and, and like blind items teasers like i'm i'm an mtv commercial we're clickbaiting but like with our words yeah yes it's i i don't like it it's so immature and obnoxious but i do want to maintain at all ages now and evermore um play playfulness irreverence yes because you can do all that without being an immature obnoxious um yes uh, whatever because yeah. it, it, it's so great and and i was eating again i will say <sighs> it that it's so bad it wasn't the best we we That's we taste my, tested my god we did a whole segment on it i think which is really... like either really great if that's your thing but <laughs> you didn't google that to like you like you, you weren't seeking that out no and I would never do that now. No. I think the never part of it is we really didn't. We didn't think, think this was, was good. No, in, what no, do we no, think? No. 700 and something episodes? Yeah. So I, but it is like, makes me listening? crazy. Crazy. Okay. Sarah's very Please. passionate about vaginas, but I know she's also very passionate about Next Evo Naturals CBD. 100% I am. Because it rocks am, our world. Yeah. I have been using this to fall asleep and I am at, officially at that age where I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night yeah, if I don't have something. To, yeah. What that just started and then just didn't stop. I thought I was going to be like, oh, maybe I'm just like a week. Of, nope. It was like, wow, three o'clock in the morning every it's morning. The worst. Like, so that's that. So now we do that and we just do the slow release. I take pop it. Yeah, that's the thing. These are gummies and they have sleep ones. They have stress ones and they work really fast because the absorption starts in like 10 minutes, but then it is like a slow release. So, you know, you're going to be enjoying the effect for a long time. The sleep support complex combines premium CBD with melatonin. So you can wake up refreshed and keep your sleep schedule on track, which I love. Um, And then the stress ones are great too for, you know, being a person in this world. Right. These are my favorite for travel, anytime I'm in a car, or, yeah. you know, any social gathering, basically. 
Yeah, life. Right. When I leave my house. Yeah. Upgrade to better natural solutions from Next ne- Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com and use promo code WRONG to get 25% off. That's 25% off at nextevo.com, promo code WRONG. Okay, so... What else did you want to say about vaginas? Uh, the last thing. Oh, you were saying pu- pubic hair. Pubic hair, yeah. Okay. Um, I totally agree with you. And then... I still hate it, by the way. I stand by my... pubic hair? Yeah, yeah for me personally. Now, I do all my own waxing. Ooh. And because I am not going to pay somebody else to do that. It is insane. I they they it's too expensive. And for I, me, it wouldn't be about the money. It's about having someone up in my cooch. Oh, I totally don't mind. I'm you like mind if they that. if they sign. I used to go to this Russian woman who did a lot <laughs> of celebrities <laughs> yeah. in Beverly Hills, uh-huh. and she would have the picture. She did Paris Sultan, and she would have their pictures like their their. Like, that is right? crazy. Isn't that crazy? So then you go in there and you're like, this lady has seen so many famous vaginas. Yeah. She was no nonsense. You were in and out of there in. 10 minutes and and i don't even know if it hurt because it went so fast i'm sure it did but she'd probably be like no crying and like slap <laughs> it or something whenever you do that you wear do you, okay so you keep your shirt on and stuff right yeah yeah i know that's stupid but from the bottom and then they put you in weird positions so you're pretty much that covered. i cannot believe i yeah. truly can't believe so many people did this or yeah. do this oh my gosh Good so many but now i just do it to myself because I feel like it's thinned out the older I get or because I'm doing it a lot. Is that a thing that happens too? Like the hair just is thinner? Yeah. 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 You so, grow less hair as you uh, age. Yeah. That's definitely happened to me to me now. And so, yeah, now it's like not that bad. And Except for like becomes, m- I think mustaches. I'm going to like teach Eli how to do it. Oh. Because I'm, sure I'm teaching him how to do all the other beauty stuff. He's doing my nails. Like, Well, yeah. Get, you know how Adam does my spray guy. tan. Yeah. It's Suze, the same thing. You know. He should yes. open it. He should expand his services. He does. He needs to expand <laughs> his services. Right. I'm like, you know, I'm teaching him how to do all this stuff. And, and, you know, he, it's he was very a helpful sculptor when they get involved. and he like knows how to sculpt and paint and all this stuff. So he's already got the, yeah, he has the skills. He's got the skill yeah. set. Yeah. It's very great. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to this, the next episode, which was um, episode 48 and it was supposed to be like behind the scenes of the challenge, which it was, but it was also like weird, like gossipy, stupid. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. okay. And, uh, where do we want to begin? What is your, oh what's goodness. on your agenda for that? Hmm. I did bring something fun that I found in my, uh, uh, you know, Storage. box of goodies. I have a bunch of different journals from times that we were talking about. Remember I talked about my East coast tour. This is a journal from that East coast tour where I talk about meeting Joey, the guy I talked about hooking up with on the, on that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Day two of Sarah and Joey's adventure was even better than the last. Oh Lord. I know. And then I have this one, which is uh, Turkey to Namibia where I met Zach and Frank and I have a list of moments to remember from that I thought maybe we could highlight. Yeah. Like, does it sound like you? Sure. Does it sound like, cause on that one, you were saying like nice here, let me play the clip of Zach. I was talking about Zach. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
In the yeah. same way that I don't know who you're talking about, Jen oh, and Zach. That's, that's no great. idea. Really? Who they are. Okay. Well, people love Jen and Zach. And Wait, is who am I friends with named Zach Nichols? That's the same. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why isn't there more than one Zach? I feel like yeah, there's a there's million. Zach Man. He's another guy. He was on. I think he was on Johnny's season. Oh yeah. Okay. See, I don't. I can't. There's too many Zachs. Yeah, and the, I know. There's a lot of, a lot of Jens and all these. So I don't know Jens, who yeah. you. I don't know your life. Yeah. So Zach Nichols is very handsome. So oh my god. I would god, say he's, like he's my Greek top. God. It's funny that I forgot he existed. Oh, oh my lord. <laughs> that guy. And let me tell you, you think he looks good on TV in person? Help! I need to put my wine glass down. Yeah. Tell he me. So say it slower. <laughs> and he's like very well manicured in every way which like is i don't know super attractive is he and he's like he like wants you to braid he like wants you to braid his hair and stuff and i he when he used to have long hair i used to like braid his hair and i loved it man i mean i I stand by that he's super hot for sure me too yeah you looked really good with long hair uh do you think that what has happened in the last mm, six years, so between the pandemic mm, and politically, and uh-huh. yes. What about it? People have become almost exaggerated versions of, of that. Absolutely. Or, okay. Uh, yeah. Because the things that Zach did, what I have here on my list of, first of all, before I get it, I just opened up to this page. For all those watching the video version, this is the math I was doing of how much I would need to win in the final to win a car. <sighs> or to, to not win a car, to, to pay for a, a new car. Oh you can see God. all of the number. That's the you kind of thing. I'm calculating the prize money. So, and how much wow. it'll be a month and how much this is actually. What was the amount that you would need to win? And I must yeah. have done something about like how much we're getting paid per month because I did divide it by 12. So that seems like that. $14,640 was the number that That's somehow you I was needed to get. going to, yeah, needed to win. And you did, month. right? On that one, I don't think so. I think we got third place. I don't even freaking remember. I think we got third place. I'm sure you been. won that much though. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay, so on the moments to remember, I have Zach and Frank's strip tees and pink speedos. And I remember this. This was the first or second night we were there, and we were all hanging around the big outdoor table in Turkey and you know, drinking, having a good time. And Zach and Frank come out and they start dancing and, and they both had brought coordinated like and brought these like pink speedos. And they were doing very, you know, I was loving every second of it. But like, this is Zach with a gay guy. Frank is like openly gay. And, you know, I don't think Zach now would do that. And I think Mm -mm. anybody who did do that, Zach would be the very first to like call out and point and and talk about. Yeah, because he's a very conservative guy and very much in that traditional masculine thing and on his quote-unquote podcast which sarah says isn't a podcast because he has not done that's from me that card in your hand i know um, it sure is i recognize that you see what i say this is you said this to me after okay wait so he 
on his quote unquote podcast, which is very new, he said in a clip that like, if a guy is on a jet ski and he is sitting uh-huh. in the back and there's a girl in front of him, he's okay. like yeah. disgusted but- because it's too feminine or something. So I wonder how he feels about doing a strip tease with a gay pink man speedos. in yeah. pink speedos because like, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That yes, because he wouldn't really do that now. Go- I know. Mm-mm. It's really gone in the other direction. So when yeah. you were on the show with him, did you like... He was nice to you and stuff, right? Yeah, or not? really nice. Was he? Yeah. Huh. I would not have expected that he based was. on how he, he was. is now. He he was... I, I Let me put it this way. He felt like a six-piece puzzle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If people are puzzles and you and I are thousand piece puzzles, mm-hmm. he's a six piece puzzle. Mm-hmm. There's nothing cooking, you know. Below the surface. And so, like, I'm not getting into deep conversations with him, but I'm gonna braid his hair, sure, you know, and I'm gonna like put sunscreen on him. I mean, Kenny's kind of like that. I mean, that guy's not thinking about world you know, peace or anything. But yeah, but he he can meet you in the middle. He's not into personal growth. Yeah, Zach yeah. Is not. Okay. Wow. All right. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. And uh, this was a time, so this was a, a time on the challenge when they were doing a lot of, we were like nervous that they were going to quiz us about things or ask us oh, about yes. things. I know. So I was routine. taking notes like you wouldn't believe. Here's the first final challenge seven logged out. Who won? Brooklyn lost. New Orleans. Who who were the winner? Like who went in? Yeah. Challenge eight, Hunger Games. Challenge nine, Abandoned Ship. Like, oh, that was such a fun one. I fucking crushed that one. Um, yeah. So I was getting real like serious about that. I also wrote down funny quotes. Um, Marie, we love her. She mm-hmm. had this great quote. She said, uh, I don't know if dick sucking qualifies you for anything when somebody was talking about what to put on their resume. <laughs> there is a lot of those things that happen in the house because everyone is pretty witty. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I started writing them down because then, and then, you know, this was, they did the shit they should have shown mm-hmm. and they would always call us and ask yeah, do us you for, remember anything? and so I started mm-hmm. writing it down and then I'm like, don't worry guys, I'll write them all down like funny things and people. And then what happened is that the producers would then call all the cast and the cast was like, oh, I don't really remember, but Sarah's got it written down. And then they <laughs> got mad at me. For that, they were like, Sarah, nobody gave us anything because they all just said, you have a list. Oh, right. Punished for being good. Yeah. It's opposite world always. Yeah. Yeah. Moments to remember. Big Easy beating Wes in Hall Brawl. Forgot that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Frank spit in Wes's face on night one. Did he get sent home? No. Because now they call call that assault. Yeah. Knight yeah. tossed Nani's suitcase in the pool. That also would get you sent home. You know, I don't know. I I guess because he's dead, everyone acts like he was like the greatest guy in the world, but he sounds like a real dickhead. No, he definitely Isn't he was. Dead? He was. Yeah. And he definitely okay. was a pot stirrer. He would have been yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm a dickhead. He probably would have said that. Yeah. So, but why I mean, does everyone act like, like a, he's just a, like... A loyal this... guy, but he definitely was a pot stirrer and like a... He was cast on a reality show for a reason. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. You know? 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Um, and then you did also talk about, I don't know why it's so funny to me, that Bobby Brown story, but oh we're going to listen to it. Sarah met Bobby Brown and it's like the best story ever. Let's the worst. Bobby Brown, he buys Devin a drink and I'm like feeling so awkward and she has to like look at him and be like, my friend wants some too. And I was like, oh, no, it's okay. No, because no. obviously he was not interested at all in me hmm. whatsoever. So then, you know, long story short, I feel so awkward there. And when I feel awkward, I get diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> I say things that I shouldn't. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> you have to. It's so it's embarrassing. So Okay, hey, uh, Mr. Bobby Brown, uh, did you know that uh, my middle name's Whitney and uh, I was like named after Whitney Houston and you were married to her, right? Oh my <laughs> it was God. so bad. And then I just kept rambling and Devin was looking at me like, please stop talking. Do you remember <laughs> what he said in response? It was probably like, okay. He was nice, but, but definitely not like, oh my God. This is bizarre. I think it should be said that you were, it was 420 when we recorded and you were all hopped up on doobies. But let me tell you, if you think that that impression isn't, like, if you think, oh, she's probably excited, she didn't say Mr. Bobby Brown. Oh, oh, I did. (laughs) That is exactly how that went. Probably worse. And then I get, because I did the same thing to Sarah Silverman. (laughs) You were there. Yeah. And she was like, that was "Mm -hmm." so fun though. Oh no. Like. You know what, though? I always notice whenever a celebrity is on Howard Stern, they often tell stories about when they meet celebrities, but while they're famous. So they're famous and they're meeting someone famous. And they often, especially if it's like Prince or somebody like that, they do the same thing and they get all crazy and they say how like they say the dumbest (laughs) stuff. So like I never understand why when people approach these celebrities that they don't sort of go along with it and just like have fun. I I guess they're sick of it. Hmm. That's actually a good question because now I feel like there's a little bit of narcissism in there that makes it so because don't you feel like anytime any and we are not at the same scale level as any of these other celebrities we're talking about. I totally understand that. But every now and then you get a person who meets one of us from the channel get really like overwhelmed and, yeah, and, but and we're nice. I always, yeah. And I'm always like, Oh my gosh, don't, you know, come here. Let's have a hug. Relax. Yeah. Like no need to be, you know, I and guess I it's because they're sick of it, but then why don't they, why do they act like that with other celebrities? If they know that it's oh, annoying, I see like, yeah. If, oh, I guess we, we can't all help can't it. help it. We yeah. can't help it. Mm-hmm. There must be some, it's like a, yeah, if, if you were to ask anybody, how old is the person meeting that celebrity right now? It's not the actual age they are right now. When I met Bobby Brown, it was not 26-year-old Sarah meeting Bobby Brown. It was 12-year-old Sarah meeting Bobby Brown, who was yeah. like, ah, ah. So I think it's, it's that. 
maybe w- however old you are when you have that memory of the right. person or when it started be- to become like part of your identity, like somehow you're, yeah, enter your, your mind, your child brain. Yeah. Your child brain. So that age comes out. Cause you, when I work with clients and, and when, whenever they react to anything, I'll say, how old is that reaction? And it usually gives a lot of information like, Oh, that's a 15 year old who's saying this. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised though that he wasn't bewitched by you. Uh, he, I think was uh, under the influence of substances. Okay. 100%. He was not sober at the time. Yeah. You don't go to the holiday inn on Ventura Boulevard when you're Bobby Brown to like for, he was like picking up. I can't believe you saw him there. I know. Good grief. When I listen to these episodes. Yeah. And like, we're talking about like celebrity hookups and stuff like that. Yeah. I forget the life that I have lived. Eli Why? was saying this the other day. He was like, uh, he said, we were like looking at some challenge stuff or talking about some challenge stuff. He goes, man, I forget that you had this whole entire other life that mm-hmm. is so different from well, and, like, what you I know, was doing. I'm like, I'm brain candy. Goes, no, but yours is weird. You're always dropping like, oh yeah, didn't I tell you I once... Um you know, had lunch with Cher or whatever. Right, yeah. I'm like, what? Why do you tell me? So you in particular have had a lot of these yeah. fun party stories. It feels so weird. I don't even know what to do with all. Like, so when you were talking about to, to what, like I'm this just, was like dating or being with people that were in the public eye. Yeah. That's the part that you forgot. Well, it just gave little flashes into moments. You know, when I was talking about like, that time when I came back from the ruins and just visited a bunch of different challenge people up and yeah. down the East coast. And like, even just the freedom and ability to do that. And yeah. that, you know, when people say, Oh, this is actually, I, I would love to talk about this on here. When we did your hall of fame, uh, uh awards night, that ceremony, mm-hmm. um, Scott from challenge many podcast said, you know, you have a love-hate relationship with the challenge. And I was like, no, uh, 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 I do not hate the challenge. There are so many things that, that there are things that I would like it to do better, but it's not like I hate it. Mm -hmm. There are so many privileges and, and experiences and opportunities that it gave me to travel and meet cool people and, learn more about myself and what I like and don't like from experiences with different people and Mm -hmm. what was important, what different people valued, like so many things. I, I I always tell this story, but like when we went to the VMAs Mm -hmm. and I met Heidi Klum, I just like saw her, we like standed in line next to each other, stood in line next to each other to get popcorn or something. And I remember her smelling of cigarettes so bad that I couldn't stand next to her. And I was like, wow, she's not attractive to me at all, really. Mm -hmm. And that did so much to like change what I felt and how I saw beauty and, and how we, what we see on TV as being fake. Yeah. Like all this stuff that Mm -hmm. is, I think the good, like that I, I, I'm so grateful for that opportunity. So go it, it, but it just is like little flashes of this whole 
life and been listening to your stories on there, which are a totally different like era of yeah. the challenge. Yeah. Were blowing my mind. Like the woman who passed away, who was then involved in that scandal about selling her virginity online when yeah what the you have the same weird stories i was like who is this how did i forget these things that was a so because my original road rules was before the internet yeah i mean almost literally i mean the internet existed but it just was not what it is different like i didn't have an email okay and, um, so we would go on these shows and then it was just over and then people would watch it, but it wasn't, we didn't think it was going to follow us forever. And I think she, her name was Michelle and she was, she had been a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. She was a doll and she was on road rules like Europe. And this was again at the very beginning of the internet and she kind of, it was, I don't know what you would even call that, a clickbait kind of, yeah, where yeah. A, a stunt where they said that these two people were going to lose their V card. I don't even want to say virginity. Um, Why? Like uh, live stream. Kind of like, do you remember when Carney Wilson had her like stomach yeah. Yeah. gum banded or something yeah. um, live streamed? The yeah, surgery, the you can watch life. it on your computer. Wow. And this was like the early days That's of the internet. right. We were doing wild shit like that. Yeah. And it was seen as like innovative in it. Oh my gosh, this is wild. And that's the moment that this happened. And then it came out that they weren't virgins, that they were regular people. It was just a gimmick and she must've been offered a lot of money or something. And I just wish she hadn't done that because that's then really she died. That I feel like in a way being a cheerleader in the NFL is exploitative yeah. Being on reality television is exploitative and being caught up in a scandal where you're selling yeah, your virginity like, like, hey, this will be so great. Something tells me that there were something about this mm-hmm. girl, mm-hmm. young woman. I mean, that I think she, she just, was very vulnerable. Yeah. Like she wanted to make it in probably entertainment. Yeah. And then oh, God. there's always people that want to take advantage of that. <sighs> that is such a bummer because she is was lovely and she died just very soon after we filmed uh the extreme challenge in a car accident but yeah different time and like i do not envy these kids that go on the shows now and then they have social media and they hear all this terrible stuff about themselves and people are so mean tell them to kill themselves or whatever oh it's not okay so much has changed since the show started until now, it's totally different experience Mm -hmm. in good and bad ways. Yeah. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I, I do think that the 
people who participate in reality television now and where they're getting their participants, they are a little more sometimes not to not fully aware mm-hmm. of of what they're getting themselves into but a lot of them are influencers so they already mm-hmm. know and are familiar yeah. with you know that whereas that's true a lot some of the 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 reality shows that are more reflective of like people's or more like people's stories or more mm-hmm. like the actual i don't know world we live in not like game shows like those ones i think are the it don't know because they're not there's regular people not yeah you know i feel like even if you've watched the shows and stuff and you've heard about what it's like for cast and all that right. it's to me feels sort of like parenting like you can uh-huh. really can feel like you know and read about it and you've listened to the stories and everyone talks about, oh, you're going to be so tired, whatever it is. But it's just like, you just can't really get it. You could never. In certain ways, you know. Absolutely. It's kind of like that. Yeah. But everyone still does it. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man. Wild. Wild. But... I feel like we didn't really get a lot wrong. We're just not the same as those yeah. two gals we're that not. were yucking it up and being silly. We got it we're wrong silly. about Zach. What did we say? Well, I still think he's hot. What are you talking about? Yeah, okay, that's true. I we do think not he's take hot, that back. You're right. You're right. We didn't get anything wrong. But, and we were very accurate about Johnny. You going off on Johnny was one of my favorite parts. There was a part where you did some kind of like bro you're like do you even lift bro and i was like oh my god i can rewind that and listen to that like you even lift bro like rarely i know that Susie. i know that where she's just like oh yeah you know and then you just use your words like well, it's like start getting I ahead feel thing. That, I'm like yes i feel that with wes oh, right yeah. now um and i know we talked about him in that episode and stuff but like that guy has lost his marbles. Mm -hmm. And I said to Adam, is it the case that he, the show caused it or does it the case that they cast people who are probably going to lose their marbles? And you know what I mean? I think this might be the perfect storm of all of it, because I also think this might be a little bit of what you see Mm -hmm. before a guy with a big identity of his own has Mm -hmm. baby. Yeah. Or gets married or anything like that. Yeah, he's about to have a baby and I think he is having like a crisis. It's, yeah. It's kind of like the, the last hurrah, like that. I got to like, right. you know, like when little kids like get really rambunctious before they go to bed or something like that. Like feels like that. Like he's about to get, he's got to get it all out. I've seen this before. All right. Well, we did good. We've come a long way. We're having epiphanies. Yeah. We Susie. love our vaginas. And I, yeah. I sure am not having low vagina confidence. No. No and more low vagina confidence. No, it's fine. Yeah. That. We're all just a big bag of bones anyway. Yeah. That's the truth. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, I'm